Welcome back to episode 10 of Threeper Fighter Radio. I am your host, The Nobody, and I'm here to inform you of various truths that you may or may not know. Now, this is uh, going to wrap it up for the Protocols of the Wise Men of Zion. This is going to be um, episode 4 of the Protocols of the Wise Men of Zion, starting at protocol number 15. We went through the other three over this week, and it is an amazing document that has come to light. It was a top secret document by the Illuminati, and it is their declaration of war upon the American people. We need to, especially as believers, take this very seriously because we already know that this government, this they are working towards a one world government where the Antichrist is going to take his power. It is biblical. We have been warned of this. And so we need to take this document very seriously because everything in this document has come true and is going on right now. It is much deeper than we could even imagine. We need to pray unceasingly. We need to give our trust to God. We need to trust Him with every aspect of our life, not just some. And remember, if you're to the believers out there that are feeling weak or less than, just remember what God's Word says. Just remember what Jesus said. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives you strength. Not a little, not some, but all things. And before Jesus left this earth, he said that we would be doing the same things that he did, that we would be healing the blind, that we would be raising up the lame, the paralyzed man, that we would cast out demons in his name, that we could do these things because he left us with such a great gift, his Holy Spirit. Every believer, the minute you accept Jesus into your heart and as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day. You have a power like no other. But this government, this evil government has done so much and has tried so hard to suppress that Holy Spirit that is within you because they are afraid. Whether you realize it or not, they are very afraid of Christians. This is why we see the things that they do today. They've removed God out of schools. They've removed God out of government. They are trying to remove God out of everything and push Satanism on this world. Because the one thing that they fear is strong Christians, a church that comes together. If they can divide us, then they win. But if they cannot divide us, we will win. Because we have so much power. And this is what they do not want you to know. Because you are living in the matrix. They have completely covered your eyes with mud. So you cannot see the truth. You do not know reality. You are in a prison. You just cannot see the bars. This is how they want you to live. They want you to be completely shut out from reality and from God's power. But we need to harness God's power. We have the power as the body of believers of Christ. We have the power in our hands. We have the power in our minds. And God says that he gives us a renewed mind. And the only thing we have to do is stop conforming to the ways of the world. And he will renew our minds. Scripture says it, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's perfect will is for your life. So we have the answer. How do we get a renewed mind? I know a lot of believers struggle daily. They struggle with the emotions of Adam, I call them. When the fall of Adam and Eve, we... Uh, 
what came upon us was these new type of emotions. They were not from God. These emotions that we all experience today are not from God. They are not the kingdom emotions that we are supposed to be harnessing. They, in fact, hinder our walk with God. And we let, if we let these emotions run our life, it is going to be very hard to harness that power and yet, and, and let alone see miracles. So remember, as a believer, you, one believer is very powerful. We are called to be fishers of men. We, our goal before we leave this earth is to win as many souls for the kingdom as possible. We are to be fishers of men. We are to cast our nets into the world and scoop up these souls and give them to God. It is for God's glory, not our own. Let our, let us decrease and God increase. We have to stop being so afraid because this is what the government wants. They are counting on you being so afraid. And this is, they are coming at us from every angle. They're sending the FBI on you. There's weaponizing the police force. If you speak out, you might get a knock on your door. You might, they might even go as far as kill you. But remember, God is more powerful than all that. And he will open doors that no man can shut. And he will shut doors that no man can open. You are protected. You need to believe it, that you have a hedge of protection around you and that Satan cannot mess with you unless he goes to God and God gives Satan the permission. We see that in Job, right? I mean, we see that in Job. Satan had to go to God and ask him if he could uh, sift Job like wheat, right? So we know that Satan has to get permission. And as believers, we cannot be, we cannot be, demon possessed we cannot be possessed by satan we can be oppressed but the world what we're seeing now is we are seeing so many people being demon possessed they are that satan is possessing their souls not just oppressing but possessing but as a believer you can rest assured that you cannot be possessed by satan and if he tries to oppress you, will you have the power of the Holy Spirit within you to fight and combat the lies from the enemy and anything that he tries? We need to stand up together, folks. The time is now to stand up, to get your hands dirty, for the kingdom of God is at hand. We need to daily repent of our sins and give our lives over to the care of God, and he will take care of the rest. But he has given us all a calling. Some of us have gifts of exhortation, um, but we, we there's so many kingdom gifts, so many spiritual gifts given to believers. We all have a gift, but it's are you going to harness that gift or are you going to let it pass you by? Unfortunately, a lot of believers live their life and they completely miss out because of fear of God's purpose and will for their life he has an amazing will for each and every one of us as believers but a lot of us this is just the the truth are going to miss out on our calling and we are going to live very mundane and partial lives we are not going to live to the full extent as god would have had us we are in to encourage one another I, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another man. This is the whole point of the church. It's not just to go to Sunday and uh, go to Sunday meetings and and get a little word from a from a pastor. No, it is to constantly sharpen one another, to help one another, to build one another up in the faith, to be there for one another. We are God's army, 
And the minute we start to realize that, we start to understand that, that we are the army of the Lord and that we have the power in our hands and we are being led by God Almighty, the God of creation, of heaven and earth, of our bodies, of everything in this earth. That is our God. That is powerful. But we need to harness it because right now we are in the matrix and the matrix is trying to hold us down and trying to hold us from realizing the power that we actually have because that is a scary thing when the church wakes up and realizes the power that they have and that each individual is very, very powerful in themselves. But then when we unite, that's what the elites are scared of. That is what the Illuminati is scared of, the New World Order. This is what's going to stop it. Remember, just one believer can bring thousands of people to the kingdom. That's one believer. There's millions of believers on this earth. Imagine if just one believer stood up and said, I'm not today, I am not going to be afraid, but God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to push forward no matter what happens. I'm going to trust that you will take care of me, God, and that you have a purpose for me and you can go ahead and use me, Lord. Use me for your kingdom purpose because I am not afraid anymore. I'm going to go out to the world and I'm going to save souls. I'm going to win souls for the kingdom. Remember, it's all we got to do. We have a bag of seeds. We just need to plant those seeds in the earth and God will water those seeds and his word will not return to him empty. We are God's mouthpiece. We are God's vengeance. We are God's peace. We are God's judgment. We need to go out to the earth. We need to tell people to repent and turn from their sins. We need to start to fish for men and women across the earth. We need to start to tell them about God's grace and his mercy, but also about God's wrath. Too many pastors and preachers and teachers out there are preaching about God's grace and mercy, but they, they seem to forget about God's wrath, his vengeance, his judgment, his condemnation, his conviction. That is our job. We need to start to send convicting messages. Not condemning, but convicting messages from us. A good, I always say, a good message is a convicting message. That's a good message because then it, it makes me want to turn my life um, in the opposite direction. It makes me want to try harder. It makes me want to step out of that lukewarm, um, that lukewarmness. And it's easy to get caught up in this lukewarmness. And remember, we need to produce as believers. We need to be producing more than we're consuming. We need to bear good fruit for the kingdom. And if we are always consuming, whether it's social media, food, materialism, but we're consuming more than we're producing, producing the word of God to the people, producing good fruit for the kingdom, then we're in a dangerous, we're in a dangerous danger zone. We need to be producing more than we are consuming. And that is the job of every believer around the world to produce a good harvest, to sow seeds. So let's all put on the full armor of God. Put on that armor with confidence and go out to the world. If even tomorrow you say to yourself, you know what, I'm done 
living lukewarm. I'm going to be all in because we can't be halfway in. When it comes to the Lord and the kingdom, if you want to fulfill your calling, you need to be all in. Whatever sin is hindering you from getting closer to God and your relationship with him, toss it aside. Say tonight or tomorrow that I am all in for you, Lord. Put aside the old man because you are a new creation in Christ. And we all need to realize that we are new creations. The old man is gone. He is dead. We don't have to live in that anymore. And once you're a new creation, you don't even have to think of the old man anymore because you're on a new trajectory, a good, solid trajectory for the Lord. You are a soldier for Christ. We are all soldiers for Christ, men and women, soldiers for Christ. Do not let the enemy fool you and make you think that, oh, I'm just one little, you know, petty, weak Christian. What can I do to the world? A lot of, I see a lot of believers like that. They say, well, what can I do? We're not going to change anything. Well, no wonder we're not seeing any fruit being produced. We are consuming. We are consuming so much negativity. And then we start to believe the lies of the enemy and we beat ourselves up instead of saying, no, wait a second, devil. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I am a soldier for the kingdom of God, and I do have the power within me. Get behind me, Satan. I'm about to go out, step out my door, and change the world. I can change the world. That's me. I can do whatever I set my mind to. This is how we need to start to think. This is exactly how we need to think. Every day you wake up, it is a blessing. You are still alive, and God has shown you enough mercy to allow you to wake up, but don't take that for granted. Go out there. Go to the streets. Make a difference. If, you have, if you've had an idea but you were too afraid to do it, say no more. Today is the day that I'm going to start that idea. And I'm going to pray and trust for God's guidance and wisdom and discernment. And get as much spiritual knowledge as you can. And go out there and make a difference. If we all do this, we can change the trajectory of this nation, the trajectory of the world. We can change it. We can end the Illuminati's reign. We can stop Satan in his tracks and say, no more. You're not going to take advantage of us. You're not going to oppress us anymore. You're not going to keep us down, broken, poor anymore. You're not going to keep us divided. No way, Satan, not today, because we are too strong. We are the chosen ones. Believe it. Believe it. So now I am going to continue on the protocol number 15 of the protocols of the wise men of Zion. So relax, open your mind, open your ears and get ready and possibly uh, get a notepad and take notes or else you might have to rewind this a few times just to get some of it's kind of confusing, but it is worth it. Take notes. Trust me. All right. We need to be good Bereans. It says, when we at last definitely come into our kingdom by the aid of coups d'etat, prepared everywhere for one in the same, one in the same day, after the worthlessness of all existing forms of government has been definitely acknowledged, and not a little time will pass before that comes about, perhaps even a whole century, we shall make it our task to see that against us such things as plots shall no longer exist. With this purpose we shall slay without mercy all who take arms in hand to oppose our coming into our kingdom and they are talking what they're talking about is the coming of the antichrist 
every kind of new institution of anything like a secret society will also be punished with death. Those of them which are now in existence are known to us, serve us, and have served us. We shall disband and send into exile to continents far removed from Europe. In this way, we shall proceed with those Goy Masons, and again, Goy means cattle, cattle Masons, the Gentile Masons, who know too much. Such of these as we may for some reason spare will be kept in constant fear of exile. We shall promulgate a law making all former members of secret societies liable to exile from Europe as the centre of our rule. Resolutions of our government will be final, without appeal. In the cattle societies in which we have planted and deeply rooted discord and protestatism, the only possible way of restoring order is to employ merciless measures that prove the direct force of authority. No regard must be paid to the victims who fall. They suffer for the well-being of the future. The attainment of that well-being, even at the expense of sacrifices, is the duty of any kind of government that acknowledges as ju justification for its existence not only its privileges but its obligations. The principal guarantee of stability of rule is to confirm the aureole of power, royal of power, and this aureole is attained only by such a majestic inflexibility of might as shall carry on its face the emblems of inviolability from mystical causes, from the choice of God. Such was, until recent times, the Russian autocracy. The one and only serious foe we had in the world, without counting the papacy. Bear in mind the example when Italy, drenched with blood, never touched a hair of the head of Sulla, who had poured forth that blood. Sulla enjoyed in a apotheosis for his might in the eyes of the people. Though they had been torn in pieces by him, but his intrepid return of Italy to Italy ringed him round with inviolability. The people do not lay a finger on him who hypnotizes them by his daring and strength of mind. And I want to pause right there and mention something. They say Russia um, is a great any enemy of theirs, right? Well, look what we see. We have been seeing this for a long time. All the Russia propaganda and, and how, how Russia is constantly attacked as, 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 as if they are this enemy. But Russia is simply wants nothing to do with the new world order they know what's going on and they want nothing of it same with china they're not going to join this new world order in fact the bible it seems describes it that way as well and russia is just they're trying to cut the head off the snake and what we see in in ukraine the u.s has 200 and something i believe it is bio weapons labs uh that they're just trying to protect those bio labs and they're making all these false allegations about Russia. Russia does not want to destroy the American people as a whole. They just are trying to cut the head off the snake, and they are not going to conform to the new world order, which I do give them props on that. We have to look much deeper than what the mainstream media is telling us, because remember, who controls the mainstream media? The Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Illuminati control all the mainstream media, and they only put out what they want you to know. Not truth, but what they, what they want you to know, so they can lead you astray.
And it goes on to say, Meantime, however, until we come into our kingdom, we shall act in the contrary way. We shall create and multiply free Masonic lodges in all the countries of the world, absorb into them all who may become or who are prominent in public activity. For in these lodges we shall find our principal intelligence office and means of influence. All these lodges we shall bring under one central administration, known to us alone and to all others absolutely unknown, which will be composed of our learned elders. The lodges will have their representatives who will serve to screen the above-mentioned administration of masonry and from whom will issue the watchword and program. In these lodges we shall tie together the knot which binds together all revolutionary and liberal elements. Their composition will be made up of all strata of society. The most secret political plots will be known to us and will fall under our guiding hands on the very day of their conception. Among the members of these lodges will be almost all the agents of international and national police, since their service is for us irreplaceable in the respect that the police is in a position not only to use its own particular measures with the insubordinate, but also to screen our activities and provide pretext for discontents. Pause right there. Think on that, what I just read. Think real hard on that. The class of people who most willingly enter into secret societies are those who live by their wits, careerists, and in general people, most mostly light-minded, with whom we shall have no difficulty in dealing and in using to wind up the mechanism of the machine devised by us. And when they say by us, it is the Illuminati. The ch they consider themselves the chosen one. If this world grows agitated, the meaning of that will be that we have had to stir it up in order to break up its too great solidarity. But if there should arise in its midst a plot, then at the head of that plot will be no other than one of our most trusted servants. It is natural that we and no other should lead Masonic activities, for we know, we know whither we are leading. We know the final goal of every form of activity, whereas the cattle have knowledge of nothing, not even of the immediate effect of action. They put before themselves, usually, the momentary reckoning of the satisfaction of their self-opinion in the accomplishment of their thought without even remarking that the very conception never belonged to their initiative but to our instigation of their thought pause right there they control and um i've read you know on the podcast other things that i've that i've gone through with you guys they control Every single thought that you have since you are a kid. This is the matrix and they own it. This is no joke. Most Americans have never had a true thought of their own. This is facts. Until that person starts to break away from the matrix, starts to open their eyes. And by praying unceasingly and meditating on the word of God, your eyes will be opened and you will see things that the world just can't see because the Bible even tells us they have eyes to see, but they do not see and they have ears to hear, but they do not hear and they will never understand the things of God. They will never understand 
or see through this smokescreen that has been put upon them. They cannot see it. The puppet master is over on this side doing one thing. Why uh, his strings and his little puppets are doing stuff over here that doesn't even really matter. It's just to distract the people from what's really going on. It's genius. These people are genius evil. Goes on to say, the cattle enter the lodges out of curiosity or in the hope by their means to get a nibble at the public pie, and some of them in order to obtain a hearing before the public for their impracticable and groundless fantasies. They thirst for the emotion of success and applause, of which we are remarkably generous. And the reason why we give them this success is to make use of the high conceit of them, selves of themselves, to which it gives birth. For the insensibility, the insensibly disposes them to assimilate our suggestions without being on their guard against them in the fullness of their confidence that it is their own infallibility which is giving utterance to their own thoughts and that it is impossible for them to borrow those of others. You cannot imagine to what extent the wisest of the cattle can be brought to a state of unconscious in the presence of this condition of high conceit of themselves, and at the same time how easy it is to take the heart out of them by the slightest ill success, though it be nothing more than the stoppage of the applause they had, and to reduce them to a slavish submission for the sake of winning a renewal of success. That is another thing that could be so dangerous, folks, is just like the Bible tells us, right? Striving for what other people have striving for this worldly success because they actually can use that against you and they do it very well. We cannot be vain. We cannot be conceited. We cannot lust after what the world has because we have been set apart as God's chosen. We want nothing to do with this world. And the minute we stop having to do with what the world does, we are then at that moment set free and we can start to see the things that the world just cannot see. For instance, Christmas this is a little example. Christmas is a, is a pagan holiday created by them. Nowhere in the Bible does it mention Jesus's birthday. It never, it never mentions Jesus's birthday, but people have been so led astray because it sounds like a good thing. And then if they don't, if they've never actually researched it or studied it because a lot of people just trust what is said and it's been brought in from generation to generation to generation and and then it becomes truth the lies become truth and no one questions the lies christmas has nothing to do with jesus birthday absolutely nothing it's a pagan holiday now it's all about a, a man in a red coat satan right why why is why is Santa also spelled Satan? See, we gotta wake up, we gotta look past these things. And we teach them to our kids and say, Oh, Santa's no big deal, you know, he he gives gifts and no, there it's a pagan holiday. Their whole goal is to have you worship a false idol. Santa, Satan, that is a false idol, and people so easily easily fall into that trap. And it becomes this ritualistic type holiday that has nothing to do with Jesus. So 
Now they go on to say, by so much as our disregard success, if only they can carry through their plans, by so much the cattle are willing to sacrifice any plans only to have success. This psychology of theirs materially facilitates for us the task of setting them in the required direction. These tigers in appearance have the souls of sheep and the wind blows freely through their heads. We have set them on the hobby horse of an idea about the absorption of individuality by the symbolic unit of collectivism. They have never yet and never will have the sense to reflect that this hobby horse is a manifest violation of the most important law of nature, which has established from the very creation of the world one unit unlike another and precisely for the purpose of instituting individuality. If we have been able to bring them to such a pitch of stupid blindness, it is not a proof, and an amazingly clear proof, of the degree to which the mind of the cattle is undeveloped in comparison with our mind. This it is, mainly, which guarantees our success. And how far-seeing were our learned elders in ancient times when they said that to attain a serious end it behoves it behoves not to stop at any means or to count the victims sacrificed for the sake of that end. We have not counted the victims of the seed of the cattle, though we have sacrificed many of our own, but for that we have now already given them such a position on the earth as they could not even have dreamed of. The comparatively small numbers of the victims from the number of ours have preserved our nationality from destruction. Death is the inevitable end for all. It is better to bring that end nearer to those who hinder our affairs than to ourselves. To the founders of this affair, we execute masons in such wise that none save the brotherhood can ever have a suspicion of it, not even the victims themselves of our death sentence. They all die when required, as if from a normal kind of illness. Knowing this, even the brotherhood, in its turn, dare not protest. But such methods we have plucked out of the midst of masonry, the very root of protest against our disposition. While preaching liberalism to the cattle, we at the same time keep our people and our agents in a state of unquestioning submission. So we see what's going on today. Liberalism is a poison plaguing this nation. It is them who created it. And they are completely jacking with people's minds they are completely messing up people they're messing up these kids too they're leading them so astray goes on to say under our influence in the execution of the laws of the cattle has been reduced to a minimum the prestige of the law has been exploded by the liberal interpretations introduced into this sphere in the most important and fundamental affairs and questions Judges decide as we dictate to them. See matters in the light wherewith we enfold them for the administration of the cattle. Of course, through persons who are our tools, though we do not appear to have anything in common with them, by newspaper opinion or by other means. Even senators and the higher administration accept our counsels. So, again, they control everything. They control the senators. They control the president. They control all aspects of politics. And it says, 
Even senators in the higher administration accept our counsels, and the purely brute mind of the cattle is incapable of use for analysis and observation, and still more for the foreseeing whither a certain manner of setting a question may tend. In this difference in capacity for thought between the cattle and ourselves may be clearly discerned the seal of our position on the chosen people and of our higher quality of humaneness. In contra, let's see, in contradistinction to the brute mind of the cattle, their eyes are open, but see nothing before them and do not invent, unless perhaps material things. From this, it is plain that nature herself has destined us to guide and rule the world, the one world government, yes? And again, you see, they think of themselves as much much better than us, much smarter. And now I got to tell you, so far, the majority of people are proving them right. The majority of people cannot rule themselves. The majority of people act like animals. The majority of people cannot think for themselves. And this is why it is so easy for the Illuminati to control everyone in the world. And again, they're, they're doing it without a fight. They don't even need to lift a finger. No one's fighting back against this. No one's even bothering because they're so comfortable in their life. They don't want to, again, get their hands dirty. They don't want to risk losing their lives. They don't want to risk going to prison because they are afraid. But fear comes from the enemy. True believers are not afraid. If you are a true believer, you are going out there. You're going to make a difference, and you don't care who gets in your way? You don't care if it's the government of the United States. You don't care who it is because you've been called by God and you are not afraid because God does not raise up cowards. He raises up strong lions, strong men who will stand up for the faith and protect the women and children at all costs. The strong man of Christ is willing to lay down his life for his fellow brothers and sisters. So I am calling all the strong men in Jesus Christ, all the true warriors of God, to stand up today and say no more. I'm not going to let this happen, not on my watch. So then it goes on to say, When comes the time of our overt rule, the time to manifest its blessings, we shall remake all legislatures. All our laws will be brief plain, stable, without any kind of interpretations, so that anyone will be in a position to know them perfectly. The main feature which will run right through them is submission to orders, and this principle will be carried to a grandoise height. Every abuse will then disappear in consequence of the responsibility of all down to the lowest unit before the higher authority of the representative of power. Abuses of power subordinate to this last instance will be so merciless punished that none will be found anxious to try experiments with their own powers we shall follow up jealously every action of the administration on which depends the smooth running of the machinery of the state for slackness in this produces slackness everywhere not a single case of illegality or abuse of power will be left without exemplary punishment. Concealment of guilt. Convenience between those in the service of the administration. All this kind of evil 
will disappear after the very first examples of severe punishment. The Ariel of our power demands suitable, that is, cruel punishments for the slightest infringement, for the sake of gain, of its supreme prestige. The sufferer, though his punishment may exceed his fault, will count as a soldier falling on the administrative field of battle in the interest of authority, principle, and law, which do not permit that any of those who hold the reins of the public coach should turn aside from the public highway to their own private paths. For example, our judges will know that whenever they feel disposed to uh, plume themselves on foolish clemency, they are violating the law of justice, which is instituted for the exemplary edification of men by penalties, penalty, sorry, by penalties for lapses and note for display of the spiritual qualities of the judge. Such qualities it is proper to show in private life, but not in a public square, which is the educationary basis of human life. Our legal staff will serve not beyond the age of 55. Firstly, because old men more obstinately hold to prejudiced opinions and are less capable of submitting to new directions. And second, because this will give us the possibility by this measure of securing elasticity in the changing of staff, which will thus the more easily bend under our pressure. He who wishes to keep his place will have to give blind obedience to deserve it. In general... Our judges will be elected by us only from among those who thoroughly understand that the part they have to play is to punish and apply laws and not to dream about the manifestation of liberalism at the expense of the educationary scheme of the state as the cattle in these days imagine it to be. See, so nothing we, everything that we have been taught, everything that we think we know, Throw it out, throw it into the trash, let it be burned up, and start new. Because they are counting on you holding on to these silly ideas. They are counting on you to hold on to these illusions that most people have. goes on to say, This method of shuffling the staff will serve also to explode any collective solidarity of those in the, na in the same service and will bind all to the interests of the government upon which their fate will depend. The young generation of judges will be trained in certain views regarding the inadmissibility of any abuses that might disturb the established order of our subjects among themselves. In these days, the judges of the cattle create indulgences to every kind of crime, not having a just understanding of their office because their rulers of the present age in appointing judges to office take no care to inoculate in them a sense of duty and, con and consciousness of the matter which is demanded of them. As a brute beast lets out its young in search of prey, so do the cattle give their subjects places of profit without thinking to make clear to them for what purpose such place was created. This is the reason why their governments are being ruined by their own forces through the acts of their own administration. Let us borrow from the example the results of these actions, yet another lesson for our government. So again, what do we see now? We are the ones to blame. We have destroyed 
this government that we have. We they they were counting on it that we would destroy ourselves, and that's exactly what's happening. We for centuries have destroyed ourselves. Goes on to say, we shall root out liberalism from all the important strategic posts of our government on which depends the training of subordinates for our state structure. Such posts will fall exclusively to those who have been trained by us for administrative rule. To the possible objection that the retirement of old servants will cost the treasury heavily, I reply, firstly, they will be provided with some private service in place of what they lose, and secondly, I have to remark that all the money in the world will be concentrated in our hands. Consequently, it is not our government that has to fear expense. Our absolutism will in all things be logically consecutive, and therefore in each one of its decrees our supreme will be respected and unquestionably fulfilled. It will ignore all murmurs, all discontents of every kind, and will destroy to the root every kind of manifestation and them enact by punishment of an exemplary character. We shall abolish the right of cassation, which will be transferred exclusively to our, disposable, to our disposal, to the cognizance of him who rules, for we must not allow the conception among the people of a thought that there could be such a thing as a decision that is not right of judges set up by us. If, however, anything like this should occur, we shall ourselves cassate the decision, but inflict therewith such exemplary punishment on the judge for lack of understanding of his duty and the purpose of his appointment, as will prevent a repetition of such cases. Again, folks, they control everything. They, they put the judges there. They put the politicians there. Your vote does not matter. It never has mattered. This is why I have never voted a day in my life. I saw through that when I was very young. And it goes on to say, I repeat that it must be borne in mind that we shall know every step of our administration which only needs to be closely watched for the people to be content with us. For it has the right to demand from a good government a good official. Our government will have the appearance of a patriarchal, paternal guardianship on the part of our ruler. Our own nation and our subjects will discern in his person a father caring for their every need, their every act, their every interrelation as subjects one with another, as well as their relations to the ruler. They will then be so thoroughly imbued with the thought that it is impossible for them to dispense with this wardship and guidance if they wish to live in peace and quiet, that they will acknowledge the autocracy of our ruler with a devotion bordering on apothesis, especially when they are convinced that those whom set up do not put their own in place of his authority, but only blindly execute his dictates. They will be rejoiced that we have regulated everything in their lives as is done by wise parents who desire to train their children in the cause of duty and submission. And I always say this after reading that. I would, re I would rewind it, take the notes on that. Satan poses as an angel of light. And again, this is exactly what they are doing here. Posing as an angel of light for our good, for the people's good. 
but their intentions are completely wrong. It goes on to say, for the peoples of the world in regard to the secrets of our polity are ever through the ages only children under age, precisely as are also their governments. As you see, I found our despotism on right and duty. The right to compel the execution of duty is the direct obligation of a government, which is a father for its subjects. It has the right of the strong that it may use it for the benefit of directing humanity towards that order which is defined by nature, namely submission. Everything in the world is in a state of submission, if not to man, then to circumstances or its own inner character, in all cases to what is stronger. And so shall we be this something stronger for the sake of good. We are obliged without hesitation to sacrifice individuals who commit a breach of established order, for in the exemplary punishment of evil lies a great educational problem. When the king of Israel sets upon his sacred head the crown offered him by Europe, he will become patriarch of the world. The indispensable victims offered by him in consequence of their suitability will never reach the number of victims offered in the course of centuries by the mania of magnificence, the emulation between the goy governments, the cattle governments. Our king will be in a constant communion with the peoples, making to them from the tribune speeches which fame will in that same hour distribute over all the world. Again, they use media as a very powerful tool. That's why they created it. It was for their own benefit, not yours, not mine. Protocol number 16. In order, to affect the, in order to affect the destruction of all collective forces except ours, we shall emasculate the first stage of collectivism, the universities, by re-educating them in a new direction. Hold up right there. Like I said before, they control everything that we learn in schools. And again, this is why I never went to college. I don't believe in it. It's not going to get you any farther in life. In fact, it's just going to indoctrinate you. And it's going to keep you down to where they want you, like a good little slave. goes on to say, Their officials and professors will be prepared for their business by detailed secret programs of actions from which they will not, with immunity, diverge, not by one iota. They will, they will be appointed with a special precaution and will be so placed as to be wholly dependent upon the government. We shall exclude from the course of instruction state law as also all that concerns the political question. These subjects will be taught to a few dozen of persons chosen for their preeminent capacities from among the number of the initiated. The universities must no longer send out from their halls milk shops, milk shops, co inciting plans sorry if i got these some of the words again are pretty blurred out so those two it says plans for a constitution like a comedy or a tragedy busying themselves with questions of policy in which even their own fathers never had any power of thought the ill-guided acquaintance of a large number of persons with questions of polity creates 
utopian dreamers and bad subjects, as you can see for yourselves from the example of the universal education in this direction of the cattle. We must introduce into their education all those principles which have so brilliantly broken up their order. But when we are in power, we shall remove every kind of disturbing subject from the course of education and shall make out of the youth obedient children of authority, loving him who rules as the support and hope of peace and quiet. Complete slavery. Goes on to say, classism, as also any form of study of ancient history, in which there are more bad than good examples, we shall replace with the study of the program of the future. Pause right there. Again, they have completely changed history, and look what they're saying. They say, classism, as also any form of study of ancient history, in which there are more bad than good examples, so we shall replace with the study of the program for of the future. We shall erase from the memory of men all facts of previous centuries which are undesirable to us, and leave only those which depict all the errors of the government of the cattle. So again, they're removing history. They're removing especially biblical history. They don't want you to know any of that. This is why they took out the 54 books of the Apocrypha, 54 books of the Bible. The Apocrypha is part of the Bible. I've had this debate with many, even pastors, and they just don't seem to get it. I put all the proof in front of them, but because the you know, 100 years or 200 years of indoctrination passed on to generation to generation. They don't even bother going down that route. They don't even want to know the truth. So they stay blinded. Again, goes on to say, I want to read that again. We shall erase from the memory of men all facts of previous centuries, all facts of previous centuries, which are undesirable to us, and leave only those which depict all the errors of the government of the cattle. The study of practical life, of the obligations of order, of the relations of people one to another, of avoiding bad and selfish examples which spread the infection of evil, and similar questions of an educative nature, will stand in the forefront of the teaching program, which will be drawn up on a separate plan for each calling or state of life in no wise generalizing the teaching. This treatment of the question has special importance. Each state of life must be trained within strict limits corresponding to its destination and work in life. The occasional genius has always managed and always will manage to slip through into other states of life. But it is the most perfect folly for the sake of this rare occasional genius to let through into ranks for, foreign to them the untalented who thus rob of their places those who belong to the ranks by birth or employment. You, you know yourselves in what all this has ended for the cattle who allow this crying absurdity. In order that he rules, in order that he who rules may be seated firmly in the hearts and minds of his subjects, it is necessary for the time of his activity to instruct the whole nation in the schools and on the marketplaces about his meaning and his acts and all his beneficent initiatives. We shall abolish every kind of freedom of instruction. Learners of all ages will have the right to assemble together with their parents in the educational establishment as it were in a club 
during these assemblies on holidays, teachers will read what will what will pass as free lectures on questions of human relations, of the laws of examples, of the limitations which are born of unconscious relations, and finally, of the philosophy of new theories not yet declared to the world. Theories, again, folks, that they created. Again, this we are in the matrix, so it's time to wake up. Seek the truth with all your might and seek God with all your mind, body, and spirit. These theories will be raised by us to the stage of a dogma of faith as a transitional stage towards our faith. I'm going to read that again. These theories will be raised by us to the stage of a dogma of faith as a transitional stage towards our faith. On the completion of this exposition of our program of action in the present and the future, I will read you the principles of these theories. In a word, knowing by the experience of many centuries that people live and are guided by ideas, <clears throat> that these ideas are embedded in by... Okay, let me see. That these ideas are imbibed by people only by the aid of education provided with equal success for all ages of growth but out of but of course by varying methods we shall swallow up and confiscate to our own use the last scintilla of independence of thought which we have for long past been directing towards subjects and ideas useful for us so again the average human in the last 200 years, has not had a thought of their own. It has been manipulated and dictated by these sick individuals, by these evil, evil people. goes on to say, The system of bridling thought is already at work in the so-called system of teaching by object lessons, the purpose of which is to turn the cattle into unthinking, submissive brutes waiting for things to be presented before their eyes in order to form an idea of them. In France, one of our best agents, Bor Borgios, has already made public a new program of teaching by object lessons. And again, look, this is all around the world. They, they, they've got control. Now, it, it, I mean, can't get more clear than that. If you cannot, if you still... For those out there that believe there's no such thing as a one-world government and, I mean, the dollar bill didn't do it for you and there, there's, I mean, overwhelming evidence of a one-world government that that has been the plan. Um, but if you still believe that these are conspiracy theories, then I honestly, I don't really see much hope for you. Because if, if this and if this document doesn't wake you up already, there really is no hope for you. I truly, I mean, that's... It's awful to say, but I, I believe that's the truth. If you can't, if this doesn't wake you up, I don't, I really don't know what will. It might even take full out. You're already a slave, but it might take out, take um, full out genocide, or them to start killing your family, your friends, or or them to start taking you off the streets and locking you up for you to wake up. But even then, you may not wake up. You may just accept it. I don't know. So. Now we're going on to protocol number 17. The practice of uh, advocacy produces men cold, cruel.
cruel, persistent, unprincipled, who in all cases take up an impersonal, purely legal standpoint. They have the inveterate habit to refer everything to its value for the defense and not to the public welfare of its result. They do not usually decline to undertake any defense whatever. They strive for an acquittal at all costs, caviling over every petty crux of juris, um, jurisprudence, and thereby they demoralize justice. For this reason, we shall set this profession into narrow frames which will keep it inside the sphere of executive public service. Advocates, equally with judges, will be deprived of the right of communication with litigants. litigants. They will receive business only from the court and will study it by notes of report and documents, depending, sorry, defending their clients after they have been interrogated in court on facts that have appeared. They will receive an honorarium without regard to the quality of the defense. This will render them mere reporters on law business in the interest of justice and as counterpoise to the protocol who will be the pro sorry proctor who will be the reporter in the interest of prosecution. This will shorten business before the courts. In this way, will be established a practice of honest, unprejudiced defense conducted not from personal interest but by conviction. This will also, by the way, remove the present practice of corruption bargain between advocates to agree only to let that side win which pays most. Interesting. It says this will also, by the way, remove the present practice of corrupt bargain between advocates to agree only to let that side win which pays most. We have long past taken care to, to discredit the priesthood of the cattle and thereby to ruin their mission on earth, which in these days might still be a great hindrance to us. Pause. Right there, they're talking about Christians. They're talking about destroying the faith, destroying what God has established, destroying all Christians. That is the end goal. And we the persecution of Christians has been going on, especially in third world countries. But it is about to get very serious. And here in America, we have seen nothing of the sort yet in America. But it is starting to go that way. But eventually, they are going to mark my words on this. They are going to start to kill Christians when the Antichrist comes upon the scene. If you're a Christian, you're a target. And if you take the mark, you forfeit your soul. So do not take the mark. Stand strong because it is coming to our doorsteps. I'm going to read that one more time. We have long past taken care to discredit the priesthood of the cattle and thereby to ruin their mission on earth, which in these days might still be a great hindrance to us. Because you know why, people? It is the church. We, God sent us here for a reason. We are to stand up. We are to be in every form of government. God is our government. This is why, if, you, if you've ever read the Bible, um, God was trying to tell the people of old that you don't, you don't need a government, that I can be your government, that I can guide you. This is what he was trying to say because he knew that it would come to this if men governed themselves. So it is the church's duty to stand up, 
to not be slaves any longer and to get rid of this evil completely. Get it away from our children. Get it away from our wives. Get it away from our family and say no more. Get behind me, Satan. They go on to say, Day by day, its influence on the peoples of the world is falling lower. I absolutely agree with that. Freedom of conscience has been declared everywhere, so that now only years divide us from the moment of the complete reckoning, the wrecking of that Christian religion. There we go. Pause right there. So any believer that's listening to this knows exactly and knows that this is true and knows that Satan is completely, that they are Satanists and that Satan is running this government. He is the new world order. So, man, right there. That's really disturbing. Here we go again. Freedom of conscience has been declared everywhere so that now only years divide us from the moment of the complete wrecking of that Christian religion. As to other religions, we shall have still less difficulty in dealing with them. But it would be premature to speak of this now. We shall set uh, clericalism and clericals into such narrow frames as to make their influence move in retrogressive proportion to its former progress. When the time comes finally to destroy the papal court, the finger of an invisible hand will point the nations towards this court. When, however, the nations fling themselves upon it, we shall come forward in the guise of its defenders, as if to save excessive bloodshed. But the diversion we shall penetrate to its very bowels and be sure we shall never come out again until we have gnawed through the entire strength of this place. And so, pause. What we're seeing... It always has been, from the very beginning of time, a spiritual battle. This is spiritual warfare. Since the beginning of the fall on Adam and Eve, Satan has been trying to destroy the Christians, has been trying to destroy believers, destroy mankind. But ultimately, with if they if Satan can remove the Christians from, from uh Every aspect of life, if, if he can completely destroy the church, well then, he's, he's, he's going to win. He's going to have a lot easier time uh, making this plan come to fruition. So go on. Again, it says, the, kings of the, the king of the Jews will be the real pope of the universe, the patriarch of an international church. So pause right there. Whenever they say Jews, it's code word for Illuminati. So they say the king of the Illuminati will be the real pope of the universe, the patriarch of an international church. So when they say international, a one world government, and they also want a one world religion, which is Satanism, Antichrist. Wake up, people. The time is now. But in the meantime, while we are re-educating youth in new traditional religions and afterwards in ours, we shall not overtly lay a finger on existing churches but we shall fight against them by criticism calculated to produce schism man pause right there again this is it's starting to get really good what do we see the only reason they haven't destroyed the church completely and and actually just thrown us out in the street and hung us and shot us and all this craziness they're they got to play it safe right but 
we see the criticism of the church everywhere and what they're doing to the children. They're pushing the transgenderism. They're pushing the gay. They're, they're making the boys into girls. They're turning girls into boys. It's just so disturbing. And they're, they're criticizing the church so much and saying, oh, the church, you're a bunch of judges. Doesn't the Bible say not to judge? Well, no. Actually, the Bible doesn't say not to judge. We can judge righteously. We are to judge sin. We are to judge righteously out of love. We are to call sin out and say, no, that is sin and that is wrong. Repent, turn from your wickedness. And especially when it comes to our kids, we need to be bolder in the faith. We need to stand up and do anything because like the Bible says, whoever hurts one of these little ones, whoever leads one of these little ones astray, it'll it'll be better that you tie a millstone around your neck and toss yourself into the sea. So it's better that you kill yourself. Then harm one of these little ones. Wake up, people. Why are we sitting back? There are so few of us in this fight right now compared to the majority of the church. Why are we letting them prey upon? Why are we letting the devil prey upon our children like this and screw them up mentally, physically, and spiritually? We are giving our children over to Satan and having no care in the world. If we really cared, wouldn't you think you'd get off the couch? You would go make a difference. But it obviously doesn't bother you that much it obviously you obviously don't love your children like you say you do because if you really loved your children like you say you do you would get off the couch put down the twinkies turn off the tv and go make a difference and do something get your hands bloody people come on we need to stand up together goes on to say in general then our contemporary press will continue to convict state affairs religions in capacities of the cattle, always using the most unprincipled expressions in order by every means to lower their prestige in the manner which can only be practiced by the genius of our gifted tribe. Our kingdom will be an apologia of divinity Vishnu, in which whom is found its personification in our hundred hands will be one in each the springs of the machinery of social life. We shall see everything without the aid of official police, which, in that scope of its rights, which we elaborated for the use of the cattle, hinders governments from seeing. In our, in our program, one-third of our subjects will keep the rest under observations from a sense of duty on the principle of volunteer service to the state. It will then be no disgrace to be a spy and informer, but a merit, unfounded denunctions, however, will be cruelly punished that there may be no development of abuses of this right. Our agents will be taken from the higher as well as the lower ranks of society, from among the administrative class who spend their time in amusements, editors, printers, and publishers, booksellers, clerks, and salesmen, workmen, coachmen, lackeys, etc., this body, having no rights and not being empowered to take any action on their own account, on their own account, and consequently a police without any power, will only witness and report. Verification of the reports and arrests will depend upon a responsible group of controllers of police affairs, while the actual act of arrest will be performed by the gendarmerie and the municipal police. Any person not denouncing anything seen or heard concerning um, concerning questions of polity will also be charged with and made responsible for concealment 
if it be proved that he is guilty of this crime. Just as nowadays our brethren are obliged at their own risk to denounce to the cabal apostates of their own family or members who have been noticed doing anything in opposition to the cabal. And when they say the, when they're saying the cabal, they're meaning the Rothschild cabal. So in our kingdom, over all the world, it will be obligatory for all our subjects to observe the duty of service to the state in this direction. Such an organization will extirpate abuses of authority, of force, of bribery, everything in fact which we, by our counsels, by our theories of the superhuman rights of man, have introduced into the customs of the cattle. But how else were we to pro procure that increase of causes predisposing to disorders in the midst of their administration? That one's a little confusing. Among the number of those methods, one of the most important is agents for the restoration of order, so placed as to have the opportunity in their disintegrating activity of developing and displaying their evil inclinations, obstinate, self-conceit, irresponsible exercise of authority, and first and foremost, venality. When it becomes necessary for us to, for us to strengthen the strict measures of secret defense, the most fatal poison for the prestige of authority, we shall arrange a simulation of disorders or some manifestation of discontents finding expression through the co-operation of good speakers. Round these speakers will assemble all who are sympathetic to his utterances. This will give us the pretext for... Um, pre-questions and surveillance on the part of our servants from among the number of the cattle police. So again, they use, uh, I mean, the police, a lot of the police, they're just, I mean, they're, they're on the same level as us. They're just being used for a great evil and they have no idea. And if they do figure it out by then, it's too late. They can't say anything. They can't do anything about it. As the majority of conspirator, conspirators act out of love for the gain, for the sake of talking, so until they commit some overt act, we shall not lay a finger on them, but only introduce into their midst obser observation elements. It must be remembered that the prestige of authority is lessened if it frequently discovers conspiracies against itself. Again, it must be remembered that the prestige of authority is lessened if it frequently discovers conspiracies against itself, this implies a presumption of consciousness of weakness or, what is still worse, of injustice. You are aware that we have broken the prestige of the cattle kings by frequent attempts upon their lives through our agents, blind sheep of our flock, who are easily moved by a few liberal phrases to crimes provided only they be painted in political colors. We have compelled the rulers to acknowledge their weakness in advertising overt measures of secret defiance, and thereby we shall bring the promise of authority to destruction. Our rulers will be secretly protected only by the most significant guard, because we shall not admit so much a thought that there could exist against him any sedition which would, with which he is not strong enough to contend and is compelled to hide from it. If we should admit this thought, as the cattle have done and are doing, we should ipso facto be signing a death sentence 
if not for our ruler, at any rate for his dynasty, at no distant date. According to strictly enforced outward appearances, our ruler will employ his power only for the advantage of the nation and in no wise for his own or dynastic profits. Therefore, with the observance of this decorum, his authority will be respected and guarded by the subjects themselves. It will be it will receive in a an apotheosis an apotheosis. Forgive me. It will receive an apotheosis in the admission that with it is bound up the well-being of every citizen of the state, for upon it will demand will depend all order in the common life of the pack. And it goes on to say, Overt defense of the king argues weakness in the organization of his strength. Our ruler will always among the people be surrounded by a mob of apparently curious men and women who will occupy the front ranks about him, to all appearance by chance, and will restrain the ranks of the rest out of respect as it will appear for good order. This will sow an example of restraint also in others. If a petitioner appears among the people, trying to hand a petition and forcing his way through the ranks, the first ranks must receive the petition and before the eyes of the petitioner pass it to the ruler, so that all may know that what is handed in reaches its that is what is handed in reaches its destination, that consequently there exists a control of the ruler himself. The arroyal of power requires for its existence that the people may be able to say, if the king knew of this, or the king will hear of it. With the establishment of official secret defense and mystical prestige of authority disappears, given a certain audacity, and everyone counts himself master of it, the sedition monger is conscience, uh, conscious of his strength, and when occasion serves, watches for the moment to make an attempt upon authority. For the cattle, we have been preaching something else. But by that very fact, we are enabled to see what measures of overt defense have brought them to. Criminals with us will be arrested at the first, more or less, well-grounded suspicion. It cannot be allowed that out of fear of a possible mistake, an opportunity should be given of escape to persons suspected of a political lapse or crime. For in these matters, we shall literally, we shall be literally merciless. If it is still possible, by stretching a point, to admit a reconsideration of the motive causes in simple crimes, there is no possibility of excuse for persons occupying themselves with questions in which nobody expect the government can un except the government can understand anything. And it is not all governments that understand true policy. Protocol number 19. If we do not permit any independent dabbling in the political, we shall, on the other hand, encourage every kind of report or petition with proposals for the government to examine into all kinds of projects for the amelioration of the condition of the people. This will reveal to us the defects or else the fantasies of our subjects, which is us, to which we shall respond either by accomplishing, uh, accomplishing them or by a wise rebutment to, uh, rebutment 
to prove the short-sightedness of one who judges wrongly. Sedition-mongering is nothing more than the yapping of a lapdog at an elephant. For a government well-organized, not from the police, but from the public point of view, the lapdog yaps at the elephant in entire unconsciousness of its strength and importance. It needs no more than to take a good example to show the relative importance of both, and the lapdogs will cease to yap and will wag their tails the moment they set eyes on an elephant. So they're talking about us. Again, it all has to do with submission to their will. Not God's will, but we need to submit to God's will, not their will. I say screw their will. In order to destroy the prestige of heroism for political crime, we shall send it for trial in the category of thieving, murder, and every kind of abominable and filthy crime. Public opinion will then confuse in its conception this category of crime with the disgrace attaching to every other and will brand it with the same contempt. We have done our best, and I hope we have succeeded, to obtain that the cattle should not arrive at this means of contending with sedition. It was for this reason that through the press and in speeches, indirectly, in cleverly compiled schoolbooks on history, we have advertised the matridom alleged to have been accepted by sedition mongers for the idea of the commonwealth. This advertisement has increased the contingent of liberals and has brought thousands of cattle into the ranks of our livestock cattle. Pause right there. Man, think of what I just read. I'm going to read that again. We have done our best, and I hope we have succeeded, to obtain that the cattle which is us, should not arrive at this means of contending with sedition. It was for this reason that through the press and in speeches indirectly, in cleverly compiled schoolbooks on history, we have advertised the matridom alleged to have been accepted by sedition mongers for the idea of the common well. This advertisement has increased the contingent of liberals and has brought thousands of cattle into the ranks of our livestock cattle. Wow. Got to wake up, people. Don't let them fool you any longer. Don't let them bully you around. We There is still time. We can rise up now and stop this plan from coming true because they are not going to stop until every single one of us is submissive to them to take the mark of the beast or in the ground or in prison they are not going to stop protocol number 20 today we shall touch upon the financial program which i put off to the end of my report as being the most difficult the crowning and the decisive point of our plans before entering upon it, I will remind you that I have already spoken before by way of a hint when I said that the sum total of our actions is settled by the question of figures. When we come into our kingdom, our, autocrat our autocratic government will avoid, from a principle of self-preservation, sensible burdening the masses of the people with taxes, remembering that it plays the part of father and protector, but at state organization costs dear, it is necessary nevertheless to obtain the funds required for it. It will, therefore, elaborate with particular precaution the question of equilibrium 
in this matter. So this is where they're about to talk about how they hold us down financially with all these taxes and burdens and it's it's never ending. We are funding their war upon us. That's the sick thing about it. By us paying taxes, we are funding their war on us. Man, completely complete slavery. We are living in the matrix. Let's break out of this matrix today. Goes on to say, our rule in which the king will enjoy the legal fiction that everything in his state belongs to him, which may easily be translated into fact, will be enabled to resort to the lawful confiscation of all sums of every kind for the regulation of their circulation in the state. From this follows the taxation will best be covered by a progressive tax on property. In this manner, the dues will be paid without straightening or ruining anybody in the form of a percentage of the amount of property. The rich must be aware that it is their duty to place a part of their superfluities at the disposal of the state since the state guarantees them security of possession of the rest of their property and the right of honest gains. I say honest, for the control over property will do away with robbery on a legal basis. This social reform must come from above, for the time is ripe for it. It is indispensable as a pledge of peace. The tax upon the poor man is a seed of revolution and works to the detriment of the state, which in hunting after the trifling is missing the big. Quiet apart from this, a tax on capitalists diminishes the growth of wealth in private hands in which we have in these days concentrated it as a counterpoise to the government strength of the cattle, their state finances. A tax increasing in percentage ratio to capital will give a much larger revenue than the pre present individual or property tax, which is useful to us now for the sole reason that it excites trouble and discontent among the cattle. See, pause. They want, with all these taxes, regulations, property tax, income tax, all these, you know, bogus taxes, they are just, they, they want you to be angry. They want discontent. They, but again, how many people actually do anything about it? But they sure do stress the hell out of us with these taxes. Am I right? Goes on to say, um, The force upon which our king will rest consists in the equilibrium and the guarantee of peace, for the sake of which things it is indispensable that the capitalists should yield up a portion of their incomes for the sake of the secure working of the machinery of the state. State needs state needs must be paid by those who will not feel the burden at, uh, and have enough to take from. Such a measure will destroy the hatred of the poor man for the rich, in whom he will see a necessary financial support for the state will see in him the organizer of peace and well-being since he will see that it is the rich man who is paying the necessary means to attain these things in order that prayers in order that prayers of the educated classes should not too much distress themselves over the new payments they will have full accounts given them of the destination of those payments with the exception of such sums as will be appropriated for the needs of the throne and the administrative institutions. 
He who reigns will not have any properties of his own once all in the state represents his patrimony, or else the one would be in contradiction to the other. The fact of holding private means would destroy the right of property in the common possession of all. Relatives of him who reigns, his heirs accepted, who will be maintained by the resources of the state, must enter the ranks of servants of the state or must work to obtain the right of property. The privilege of royal blood must not serve for the spoiling of the treasury. Purchase, receipt of money or inheritance will be subject to the payment of a stamp progressive tax. Any transfer of property, whether money or other, without evidence of payment of this tax, which will be strictly registered by names, will render the former holder liable to pay interest on the tax from the moment of transfer of these sums up to the discovery of his evasion of declaration of the transfer. Transfer documents must be presented weekly at the local treasury office with notifications of the name, surname, and permanent place of residence of the former and the new holder of the property. This transfer with register of names must begin from a definite sum which exceeds the ordinary expenses of buying and selling of necess necessaries, and these will be subject to payment only by a stamp impost, a stamp impost of a def definite percentage of the unit. Sorry for my slurring these words together here at the end. Goes on to say, the state uh, will have to maintain a definite complement of reserve sums, and all that is collected above that complement must be returned into circulation. On these sums will be organized public works. The initiative in works of this kind, proceeding from state sources, will bind the working class firmly to the interests of the state and to those who rule. From these same sums, also a part will be set aside as rewards of invent inventiveness and productiveness. On no account should so much as a single unit above the definite and freely estimated sums be retained in the state treasuries, for money exists to be circulated and any kind of stagnation of money acts ruinously on the running of the state machinery, for which it is the lubricant. A stagnation of the lubricant may stop the regular working of the mechanism. So what they do is they continue to pump money, these this worthless money it's not real money this worthless currency they continue to pump it into circulation and that is what truly causes inflation don't let them fool you on what you think causes inflation it is an overabundance of money that causes inflation and the federal reserve again the federal reserve is not federal the irs is not federal remember that that's a whole other topic a whole other podcast i could talk about the federal reserve and the whole scam of it all these people own nearly 70%, if not higher now, 70% of all gold and silver on earth is theirs. They have the real money. In the beginning, they tricked people during wartime to give them their over their real money to the Rothschilds in hopes of greater wealth, which obviously didn't happen, and then they became slaves to them. 
So it goes on to say, the substitution of interest bearing paper for a part of the token of exchange has produced exactly this stagnation. The consequences of this circumstance are already sufficiently noticeable. A court of account will also be instituted by us, and in it the ruler will find at any moment a full accounting for state income and expenditure, with the exception of the current monthly account not yet made up, and that of the preceding month, which will not yet have been delivered. The one and only person who will have to interest in robbing the state is its owner. So it says the one and only person who will have no interest in robbing the state is its owner, the ruler. This is why his personal control will remove the possibility of leakages from extravagances. The representative function of the ruler at receptions for the sake of etiquette, which absorbs so much invaluable time, will be abolished in order that the ruler may have time for control and consideration. His power will not then be split up into fractional parts among time-serving favorites who surround the throne for its pomp and splendor and are interested only in their own and not in the common interest of the state. Economic crises have been produced by us for the cattle by no other means than the withdrawal of money from circulation. Huge capitals have stagnated, withdrawing money from states, which were constantly obliged to apply to those same stagnant capitals for loans. These loans burdened the finances of the state with the payment of interest and made them the bond slaves of these capitals. The concentration of industry in the hands of capitalists out of the hands of small masters has drained away all the juices of the peoples and with them also of the states. Bear with me, folks. This is almost done. The present issue of money in general does not correspond with the requirements per head and cannot, therefore, satisfy all the needs of the workers. The issue of money ought to correspond with the growth of population and thereby children also must absolutely be reckoned as consumers of currency from the day of their birth. The revision of issue is a material question for the whole world. You are aware that the gold standard has been the ruins of the states which adopted it, for it has not been able to satisfy the demands for money, the more so that we have removed gold from circulation as far as possible. Again, what did I just tell you? With us, the standard that must be introduced is the cost of working man power whether it be reckoned in paper or in wood. We shall make the issue of money in accordance with the normal requirements of each subject, adding to the quantity with every birth and subtracting with every death. Wow, that is powerful. I would definitely take notes on that as well. The accounts will be managed by each department, the French administrative division, each circle. In order that there may be no delays in the paying out of money for state needs, the sums and terms of such payments will be fixed by decree of the ruler. This will do away with the protection by a ministry of one institution to the detriment of others. The budgets of income and expenditure will be carried out side by side that they may not be obscured by distance one to another. The reforms projected by us 
in the financial institutions and principles of the cattle will be closed by us in such forms as will alarm nobody. We shall point out the necessity of reforms in consequence of the disorderly darkness into which the cattle, by their irregularities, have plunged the finances. The first irregularity, as we shall point out, consists of their beginning withdrawing up a single budget, which year after year grows owing to the following causes. This budget is dragged out to half the year. Then they demand a budget to put things right, and this they expend in three months, after which they ask for a supplementary budget, and all this ends with a liquidation budget. But as the budget of the following year is drawn up in accordance with the sum of the total addition, the annual departure from the normal reaches as much as 50 per cent in a year, and so the annual budget is trebled in 10 years. Thanks so much, thanks to such methods allowed by the carelessness of the cattle states, their treasuries are empty. The period of loans supervenes and that has swallowed up remainders and brought all the cattle states to bankruptcy. You hear that? All of the treasuries are empty. That could be one of the biggest cons that they have ever pulled on anybody is screwing us. Um, and the, broad, the bringing about of the credit cards and the debit cards and all these, this plastic and the just, I mean, the complete, the, the banknotes. The currency, the dollar bill, that is the biggest con that has ever been played on mankind and has completely enslaved us. <clears throat> it goes on to say, You understand perfectly that economic arrangements of this kind, which have been suggested to the cattle by us, cannot be carried on by us. Every kind of loan proves infirmity in the state and a want of understanding of the rights of the state. Loans hang like a sword of democles over the heads of rulers, who instead of taking from their subjects by a temporary tax, come begging with outstretched palms of our bankers. Foreign loans are leeches, which there is no possibility of removing from the body of the state until they fall off of themselves or the state flings them off but the cattle states do not tear them off they go on in persisting in putting more on to themselves more on to themselves that they must inevitably perish drained by voluntary bloodletting what also indeed is in substance alone especially a foreign loan alone is an issue of government bills of exchange containing a percentage of obligation commensurate to the sum of the loan capital. If the loan bears a charge of 5%, then in 20 years the state vainly pays away in interest a sum equal to the loan borrowed. In 40 years it is paying a double sum, in 60 treble, and all the while the debt remains an unpaid debt. Debt. And again, they created this system so we will forever be
be in debt. That's the whole point of this system. So we could continue to be in debt until the coming of the one world government. And we see now that they're moving to the digital currency. This is the next step in the plan of the one world government. I guarantee by the end of 2023 or mid-2024, we will see the digital currency arise 100% and 90% of the countries. And it goes on to say, and remember, the Rothschilds started out as bankers. They were small-time bankers, moved to big bankers, and now they own these elites. The Rothschild family owns all the banks, the Rothschild and the Rockefellers, all the banks. They are the bankers. The bankers, pretty much in essence, you could say the bankers rule the world. It goes on to say, from this calculation, it is obvious that with any form of taxation per head, the state is bailing out the last coppers of the poor taxpayers in order to settle accounts with wealthy foreigners from whom it has borrowed money instead of collecting these coppers for its own needs without the additional interest. Now, I do have to say, even this, when I read it every time I read it, it still is a little confusing. I do get it overall now, but I know it can be uh, confusing. It's, you know, I mean, it's a whole different lingo when they're talking about this. They're very, very smart people, and this is their great con job. So just be patient with it. Take notes. And again, don't stress yourself out too much on this. Go ahead. Um, and it, go ahead, it goes ahead and says, So long as loans were internal, the cattle only shuffled their money from the pockets of the poor to those of the rich. But when we bought up the necessary person in order to transfer loans into the external sphere, all the wealth of states flowed into our cash boxes and all the cattle began to pay us the tribute of subjects. If the superficiality of cattle kings on their thrones in regard to state affairs and the venality of the ministers or the want of understanding of financial matters on the part of other ruling persons have made their countries debtors to our treasuries to amounts quite impossible to pay it has not been accomplished without on our party heavy expenditure of trouble and money. Stagnation of money will not be allowed by us, and therefore there will be no state interest bearing paper except a 1% series, a 1% series, so that there will be no payment of interest to leeches that suck all the strength out of the state. The right to issue interest bearing paper will be given exclusively to industrial companies who will find no difficulty in paying interest out of profits, whereas the state does not make interest on borrowed money like these companies, for the state borrows to spend and not to use in operations. Industrial papers will be bought also by the government, which from being as now a pair of tribute by loan operations will be transformed into a lender of money at a profit. This measure will stop the stagnation of money, parasitic profits and idleness, all which were useful for us among the cattle, so long as they were independent but are not desirable under our rule. So I might just stop there. It goes on a little bit more. I can. Um, I will finish this. On the next podcast, there's a little bit more left. It is long. I tell you, folks, they have, this is a well-thought-out plan, and this is what is going on now. Everything that I've read you, 
You cannot deny it that this is facts. They have tried so hard to prove this document. That's why they they're doing everything they can to say, oh, it's 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 uh you know it's fictitious, it's fiction, it's it's it doesn't have any it doesn't have any weight to it. It is and and they make up all these stories about it and they try so hard to um, dismiss this top secret document because now they can't do anything about it. It is out there. So this is why I tell everybody, especially the believers, but literally everybody, share these podcasts, share what I've read to you, share the protocols of the wise men of Zion with your friends, with your family, start to wake people up. We all have a duty to one another and that is to wake each other up, shake those who are sleeping, wake them from their slumber save their lives if we do not tell anybody like like it says in ezekiel if i don't warn you guys of the knowledge that i have if i don't warn you then your blood is on my hands i'm gonna have to answer to god almighty when he asked me what did you do for the kingdom so i better have a damn good answer that i did my very best and i risked my life to get the truth to you to get the truth to the people so may god bless you may god protect you and may he watch over you and your family and i pray every day for everyone out there for your salvation that you repent turn from your sins and that you wake up and that god starts to reveal things to you and that you will be given the strength as well to stand up in this fight for truth. God bless you guys.